0: Welcome to the Point Podcast, a Breakpoint Sports production. We have our normal host here with me, Owen Goldsmith and Nathan Tubbs. And joining us today as a guest is Mason Cox. He's going to be here to talk about the NBA trade trade deadline and just some other NBA news going around. He, He knows some stuff about that, so we're going to have fun with that. We might have some possible trades that happen live on our podcast today, which will be exciting. We're going to talk about, of course, the Super Bowl Maybe some all-star game snubs. And the Boston Red Sox getting a Netflix documentary. Of all the teams. Of all the teams. And also maybe a little bit about the NIL stuff going on in college basketball um, with the National Labor Relations Board also voting to make dartmouth. Um, college basketball players' employees. Interesting, interesting stuff. All right. Let's get into it. The Super Bowl matchup. Chiefs Niners.
1: Yeah, we already know what Mason has. Uh, we uh, we touched on it a bit last week, but you know this is still just a matchup that's growing in anticipation. Obviously, Chiefs' fourth Super Bowl appearance in five years. Now, I want to open the question to the room, Mason. I'll start with you. Do you think they have it within themselves to win that third title?
2: I think they do. I mean, you can't really bet against Patrick Mahomes. I feel like every time someone has tried to doubt him he's kind of shut the doubters up and I just think the Niners defense hasn't been that great since the playoffs started I know they're pretty good in the regular season but Patrick Mahomes I think he's just
3: a better quarterback than they've seen all season really yeah I kind of agree I said this last week but I think it's the Chiefs um I was reading today that a huge amount of the money wagered on the game is going to be on the Chiefs, probably over like 80%, uh, despite them being underdogs. Uh, so it's definitely, it seems like the public perception, but obviously I think it's going to be close just like last year.
0: Well, did you see Mahomes getting booed by all the Niner fans in Vegas? I did. He's yeah, ready booed. for it. He's ready for it. Uh, we also have just some crazy props to talk about. And just interesting stuff like we taking the over under on the national anthem right now, or we know in the Gatorade color we gotta call it on our show.
1: We what does over under on the national anthem even mean? Like how how so long it, how long it takes? Yeah, so okay. like we're She's talking like two minutes ish. Yeah, there's some guys
0: who love to bet crazy on that. <laughs> we need Fergie out there. I'll slam over. <laughs> yeah, I saw. I don't know. Well, obviously, I think people are going to take the over. I think it's the over. Who's singing it? Uh, Reba, I believe is how you... Reba McIntyre? Is that her name? She's probably going to drag it out, I think. Yeah. Who doesn't? It's
1: usually a bit dramatic, I feel like. All right. Well, the the break point (laughs) lock is going to be over on National Anthem. Yeah, I guess so. I think the Gatorade is usually
3: pretty random. I know it's been purple a couple times. Uh, We were thinking orange last week. I'm thinking orange. I'm going to orange. They always try and ask the players what they think it's going to
0: be, and then never – It's uh, never the color of the team, team, I feel like. Yeah, it doesn't. So I it can't be blue. red. I think they do it on purpose. Blue. Blue. Blue, actually – Yeah, that's
3: a good pick. I could see that being dumped on a coach. That's, like, the best flavor. I don't get why they always have purple.
1: Blue would be a nice oh. little contrast, both teams wearing red. You know, yeah. it, get it to pop on the screen. Yeah, yeah. people are probably guessing it's going to be red.
0: Now do you think Kelsey is gonna score over i guess, zero and a half
1: touchdowns? Or are we talking two or I think uh blown Achilles first play of the game <laughs> and then uh Shaq actually takes the field and you know has the game of his life I think but, he's gonna play well I do too I, I mean yeah he uh I don't know his props are
3: pretty low in terms of like what he's projected it's like seventy rushing or seventy receiving yards but yeah. Uh, I don't see them putting up a good fight without him scoring or getting. He has to put, to put
2: on yards. a show in front I of Jay like Swift. Mahomes too, like that's who he trusts the most on this mm-hmm. team. Like he's yeah, gonna go to him. That's definitely.
3: Yeah. I was gonna say it's definitely his bailout. I think some other players that could play well. Pacheco, obviously, but I think they're gonna use their receivers more than people think. Like MBS I think it's gonna be a crazy passing Tony, <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, I think so too.
1: But they've been rushing it more than they ever have this year. So that's that's true. Hard, so. Do you guys think that the Chiefs' defense is ready for Christian McCaffrey and the whole variety of options that Brock Purdy has on offense?
3: Yeah, they've I been playing a lot better be than they played. have in the regular season. That's the only reason why I'd say that, but it's definitely the best offense to like to go against. But like they've, they've played really good defense against the Ravens, I think. And even the game before that against the Bills, their defense like closed out the game. So...
1: Ravens struggled,
3: yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. But this is like, but I mean, you could say it's the Bills' their hardest matchup. But I think it's this because 49ers are so hard to
0: guard. Honestly, (laughs) they're just they're good at everything as a system. The
3: way they use like uh, sweeps and stuff like that, and then they can also rush the ball. It's
1: it's impossible. Oh yeah, I could very well see this being a game that has the tides turn uh, at halftime you know longer halftime and uh, especially the 49ers if they find themselves down early to a Chiefs team that looks really prepared they have the ability to just change up the look like they can target receivers more they can get Kittle involved more and if McCaffrey isn't producing the way he's expected to they just have a lot more options in my opinion so uh, I could see a late game swing in favor of the 49ers. Niners are deep. I they mean, are mean, that's very what's,
0: deep. Their defense is yeah. definitely better.
1: That's why <laughs> and that's
0: offense so on paper. Um, another thing that Owen and I were looking at yesterday is there's an over under on the total, uh, total number like the jersey numbers combined of touchdown scores. It's over like over under two. It was two twenty one. Oh, that's bizarre. And I was so we were thinking about oh, it, like I think Kelsey. Uh, or no, it was Kelsey, 121. was going to say it was 120 or something like 121. That. So you yeah. just need, like, two
3: tight end touchdowns? Basically. I was say, it's Kelsey and Kittle that would, like, ruin that. Or, it, like, make Yeah, because everyone else, I would slam the like Kelsey gets two touchdowns. Like, that's,
0: I don't know. You get, like, Kelsey. If Kelsey you, gets
3: two touchdowns and McCaffrey scores. Like, is the highest ball
0: number I've yeah. ever heard that would, like, score. Because he's, what, 23? 23, 23. 23. Yeah, yeah. so or, if you have Kelsey and him score, that's. Or Debo. already yeah, what's deep? I think that'll go nineteen. Oh, oh, yeah, eleven. Yeah, I think they're also go under. Though. Cause of the like, I don't that's got to have to be a low-scoring game. No, but not. I, don't I know. feel I don't know. Like I There's feel some like
3: crazy props though. I was looking at them uh, the other day. They have
0: everything. Yeah, I mean they Well, that's what makes the, the Super, Super Bowl, Bowl amazing yeah. too. You can bet on the halftime show. What song plays first? First song. <laughs> <laughs> what song do you guys think is gonna play first? Yeah, I don't even know it's who's... Usher. I, I gotta get the Usher track list. There is... I saw... something from, like, Confessions. He's coming out like, oh, my... <laughs> I don't even...
3: I think it's, uh... Oh, you can pull out Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say, his song, Yeah, it's like... I know Bitch Better Have My Money was first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Last year. Uh,
0: that was actually... I remember everybody was slamming that.
1: <laughs> at least to my house. I'm gonna be slamming... DJ Goss, nice Fall in Love. Okay. That could be a hard first song. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He has a lot of good songs
0: that he could really look like come out to. Mm-hmm. Got to go back and look at recent concert performances and stuff.
3: Did you guys see? People thought Kyle Shanahan was like faded at the press conference. I heard I mean, him like slurring like, his words. Yeah, he looked like just like he was partying all night the night before, and like <laughs> it's been grinding. That's no, like, you guys
0: should look at it. It's, it's my coach. Well, there's also it's the. Like, th- I mean, okay. Obviously, like pretty. Drunk. You probably know the the football field, the conditions yeah. of the field that the Niners are playing on is supposedly worse than the Chiefs. Yeah, it's an so, LV. Yeah. yeah Do you really UNLV. think this is like why? Well, okay, as why aren't they both practicing on the same field just at different times? There's no way they're practicing 24 hours. I don't. I don't know. Or like, it's I guess like
2: they want to be able to set their own schedules. But yeah. At the same time, like if you're practicing on a worse field, like. Yeah, I'd say like screw the schedule, like just practice on a field where you're gonna have like a healthy yeah. team and like be prepared for the Super Bowl. Like, yeah, it's the
3: Super Bowl. I don't get why they both don't. Uh... Well, apparently it's because one of the teams is home technically. Like the Chiefs are the, or I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about that. I think one. You of the get team, to, yeah. If you're the home team, you get to practice at the stadium. Yeah,
0: or something
2: like
3: they're that they're practicing like at the Raiders facility.
0: Yeah, the yeah. Chiefs,
3: which then, is like their rival.
0: That's yeah. interesting. I don't know. You'd think it'd just be the same across the board. That's what I was saying, but they probably practice at the same time. I don't know. They've been saying, like Shanahan, I think, has been saying
2: that it's like kind of blown out proportion. Like it's yeah, not that's really what I was thinking. Big of a deal, but
3: it probably is worse. I, I saw people there's were saying question about it. Like with all the stuff that came out about Kadarius Tony, he had like the weirdest responses when he was like getting questioned this week. Like, um. There's this viral video where he was denying that he was injured even though it was being put on the IR and he was they asked him about it. And he said yeah. uh, he wasn't talking about that game or something like that. Or that like video was like edited, even though it like obviously wasn't. But yeah. he's back for the Super Bowl.
1: He's about to get his kneecaps taken.
3: I actually think he's gonna play well. Like I think he's gonna go against like the expectation. Yeah. I think they're gonna use it. Touchdown?
0: Him. Yeah. I think he scores touchdown. Alright. All right, let's move on here to the NBA All Star Game. Um, there's some snubs on the list, that's for sure. Sabonis being a big one. Trey Young was one. He got in now due to injuries. Curry's Obviously. not a starter either. Curry's not a starter. There's a lot of questions I have about the way the All Star games, you know, voting format goes, how team, you know, how all that stuff goes down. It's quite interesting, but it's also
1: a tough question to try and answer and to fix absolutely Uh, I mean it's going to boil down to like subjective things and with just the slew of talent in the league right now it's it's difficult to see a guy like DeMontis Sabanis not make the all-star game but at the end of the day it's an opportunity for him to stay healthy and of course that's something across the board in uh, these All-Star games. Uh, the leagues are trying to avoid that that risk. But, I mean, if you guys uh, could see Sabanis being in there, who do you think he would replace? Like, there is just so much talent across the board. I think there's bound to be snubs every year, and uh, that's just the unfortunate reality of it.
0: Yeah, I mean, as a Sacramento Kings fan, I was pretty upset about it, right. knowing that, Where the Kings are in the Western Conference standings, they're like the one team that got left out of it all. I'm not even trying to vouch for Fox because I don't think he's having as good of a year as when he started the season, but Sabonis was kind of one of those are you serious moments. He's putting up numbers that Kareem and Jokic only have been doing, or Embiid. It's just that's where I just am like really, and I mean at the end of the day, how much does an All Star game matter for these players, you know, accolades at the end of the the season? Itself? A lot. Yeah, I think it matters because when you look at like Hall of Fame voting and stuff, like you say, oh, he was a fourteen time All Star, thirteen time, you know, I was all say, that. I think
3: it just matters like making every season. Like yeah. LeBron is like, yeah, it's it matters to them a lot too because like there's a lot
2: of contract incentives of like, making oh, yeah, All Star game. Sure. Like when you have a contract coming up, I know it's. Kind of similar with all NBA, like you could be missing out on yeah that's tens true. of millions of dollars. If it's you're, not yeah I was like say. Just depending on how people vote.
3: It's not even like the incentive. It's like when they renegotiate your contract. That's like how they yeah they like kind of value it. I, I think, think the, yeah, I don't know. Sorry, I think the bigger snub was Curry though. He's been averaging like As close to thirty points in the last like ten mm-hmm. games or something like that, and he's not a starter. But the person yeah. who got put above him is. uh I'm not really mad about Shea. it. Like,
2: Shea and Luca yeah. deserve it more than him, I think. I
0: think he should have gone over Luca. I, I will think. say, though, the Warriors have been struggling. Like, how much does winning and losing matter in that? The Mavs are kind of struggling, too. True. The they have been. Yeah.
2: Luca's been injured recently, too. I think he just came back, like, a couple games. Ago. He was putting up numbers. But he was putting up crazy numbers, and Steph's been having an off year, so. Luca's not started, too mad
3: that yeah. he's not starting. Steph's been playing well. Both of them have playing well recently. Honestly, Luca's yeah, been going crazy. It's probably because of the um, he
0: dropped like the seventy ball. Yeah. Uh. All right. Let's get into the NBA trade deadline. That's why Mason Cox is on our show. I we just saw one. Just there was just time. one that oh, dropped. Jesus, yeah. Raptors are trading Dennis Schroder to the Nets for Spencer Dinwiddie. Di- Sorry, Dinwiddie. The number Dinwiddie. one reply to the tweet, this dude just goes mid for mid. <laughs> <laughs> but
3: it's pretty interesting that it's just a one for one. That's what it looks like right it, now. Yeah,
0: it looks like it.
3: I think Spencer Dinwiddie way more valuable than Schroeder, though. I agree. Like, yeah, Dinwiddie's tall and he could play deep. Like, I don't know. He's also got he's got these. experience, the too. The Schroeder falloff has got to be studied. He turned down, like, a crazy deal from the Lakers. It kinda of reminds me of Oladipo whenever I think of stuff like that. Dude, Schroeder I re- he said recently in a podcast like he regrets that. Like I think yeah. he he, <laughs> he turned down like it was a crazy, crazy bag. But I don't think that's gonna change too much. I'm surprised. I mean, that doesn't it's kind of surprising they would do that, but it's good for the the Raptors have been making the most moves today. They I really I don't have know what the Raptors are
0: doing though. Are the Raptors yeah, they like, got something
3: in mind. They've been playing well too. It's a crazy part. Yeah.
0: Really they're well, like actually. Rebuilding and then...
3: Trading for Kelly Olynyk and...
0: Yeah, Delic. Like, I mean, Kelly... And they, they already did the time. trade for
3: uh, Barrett. Yeah. Yeah. Which
0: I don't, I don't know. I mean... Barrett
3: and
2: Siakam. Yeah. yeah. The Raptors are
0: an interesting team.
2: They, like, right sold now. before the deadline and now
3: they're, like, buying again. I think they got picks, too, when they can. traded Ananobi
0: in the second round for this upcoming They season. did, yeah. What are the other ones, though? Um... Charlotte sent Gordon Hayward to OKC. I don't, uh, I don't see that. That's an interesting one. That's actually sick.
3: Yeah, yeah I like it. They didn't give up too much for Dang, him either. Trey Man's kind of a dog, though.
0: Do you think Hayward starts on OKC now? No. No. But I don't think he... No. Five years ago. Yeah. 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 Was
3: he exactly. even starting? I don't think he was starting for the Hornets.
1: Yeah, I don't... He's good, though. He'll be a good like role player, though, for them. I mean, Knocked that's... Out of my mind. That's a Western conference that has... Uh, the top four teams all within one win of each other so I think these these moves are necessary just to like try to shake things up try to make things different and uh you know at this point late in the season you start to prepare yourself for these teams more you've played them a couple times or you have a lot of film to watch so adding somebody like like Hayward really can you know make a difference and if it's just in the locker room it's in the locker room but uh you know I I like that a a top team in the Thunder are still making moves saying that yes we're good but we want to be better and um Hey, in in terms of like veteran presences i think that's an important impression to leave on chet uh you know good leadership can really uh turn your team from a contender to a a winner yeah. to a dynasty so that's uh i i don't want to okay see has a bright future absolutely and uh it's man yeah i i would love to see them have a, a run here in this this coming postseason now i think a Big conversation has
0: been around the Lakers and what they might do. You know, probably within the next couple hours, Um, they're a team that struggled, but then they kind of found it again. Do you think they make any big trades?
2: I don't think they really have the like necessities needed to make any big trades. Like, I don't think they're going to trade D'Angelo Russell anymore. He's kind of found himself again. Yeah, playing well recently, and I'm not sure. Like, who they've been connected to the most is Dejounte Murray, and I don't think they have enough to get him. First of all, yeah, and I'm not sure if you'd make that much of a difference if you're trading D'Lo for him. I don't. Uh, yeah, the Lakers kind of need like shooting, and Dejounte doesn't bring a lot of shooting compared to D'Lo. Yeah, I don't, so I don't think they're gonna do anything big. They might do a couple small moves, trying to get out some contracts, maybe, but. I don't think they're gonna have
3: anything that's altering their team a bunch. I don't. I don't think they're making any moves. They actually, right now, they have the same exact record they had this time last year, and um, they actually, I mean, they had a decent postseason. They did last year, so it's like I don't think they're scrambling to do anything. The the big rumor obviously was like possibly moving LeBron. But, like, that's obviously not going to happen. Yeah. I don't Imagine think their coach to, Imagine they just <laughs> traded <a> little... <laughs> them. The ridiculous. only reason why it made sense is because people said it was, like, the Mavericks yeah. who would do it. But I don't even – and the, the Knicks was the other one. But that comes up every year.
0: I think there's no way that they would ever do that. Yeah. Another team making a big splash today has been the Knicks, like you just mentioned. Um, they just yeah. made a, a couple trades with Detroit, Landon Bogdanovich, Alec Burks. Um, and giving up Quentin Grimes, SDSU alum, Alkai Flynn, Foreign, a lot, all these guys. Two future round picks. I think it's a good trade for the Knicks.
2: I honestly don't think that um, they gave up that much. They've been hot. Like, they've been really good. And I know I saw something, a reporter tweeted that they kind of did this trade because they're unsure of OG Ananobi's current injury. They said it was getting better last week and then they changed the tag labeled on it last night. So I think his injuries might be a little bit drawn out compared to what they thought it was going to be initially. But even when they get them get him back, I think Bogdanovich and Alec Burks is are great upgrades for what they give up. Like Quentin Grimes, I know he's alright. And everyone else, like, didn't really play that much. So I think it's a good trade.
0: Yeah, the Knicks have just been getting deeper and deeper as uh, the trade deadlines continued here. Yeah, I'm surprised but they gave up Bogdanovich because uh, I feel like every time I watch
3: the Pistons, he's he's the only guy going off. Contributing. Yeah, Like, I don't know, he is underrated for sure. Maybe because he was just playing on the Pistons,
0: but yeah. I think he'll help them out. Um, and then another team I'd like to talk about here is the 76ers. They got Buddy Heald this morning. Yeah. From, from like Indiana.
1: Too. Yeah, that'll be a uh, necessary addition. In, uh, in my opinion, this Eastern Conference is all about chasing down the Celtics and, you know, you're going to have to make moves like that, you know. Late in the season, as I was saying, I think the Sixers are a team – we all know the potential that they have but if they're going to get over that that hump that has prevented them from uh you know getting a ring on their finger uh, who knows if buddy healed is going to be the answer but changes are going to be necessary they're on a a three-game skid here and they are very injured yeah everywhere Yeah, I think it it makes sense.
3: Space is a floor a lot, especially when Embiid comes back. Yeah, I think they've been missing a lot of shooting, too. Didn't even give up anything.
0: I'm actually shocked they gave up three second-round picks on top of Marcus Morrison.
3: Yeah, but the players, they must have a lot of picks.
0: Yeah, you'd think
3: so. I think that was a good move, though. Yeah, they they are pretty injured. They they beat uh, the Jazz the other night, though. Yeah. Like, down a couple. I mean, down Embiid. And Tyrese Maxey. Tyrese Maxey's turning into a like great a great year. He is a star. I think yeah. he's probably going to win um, most improved.
0: Honestly, I will not shock me at all. He's been amazing. Him or Kobe White, I think. Kobe White's been great, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's all it has been insane. Um, Mason, tell me a little bit about the Golden State Warriors. As a Warriors fan, I'm sure you have some strong opinions yeah. on what they need to do.
1: Give I'm me some really, insight.
0: I'm not really sure what
2: they're doing, like, I don't think they really need Chris Paul anymore. I mean, Brand Pujanski over the season has gotten really good. And I think if you slot him in as your backup point guard behind Steph, I think he can do everything that Chris Paul does, really. He doesn't turn the ball over a whole lot. Yeah. He has great passes. He's averaging close to four and a half assists, I think, in like limited time. So I think he's been really good. I just don't... Think Think there's anyone out there anymore that really makes a difference for this Warriors team that they can trade him for. I mean, it's too late. T- I might be too late, yeah. I really wanted them to go get Kelly Olinick, but he just got traded to Toronto. Toronto, so I'm not really sure who else they can trade for. I know recently Steve Kerr said that he'd be fine if they didn't make any moves, and he like, really believes in this team still, but I don't know. I'm not too sure. I think they need a big – they have Draymond playing the five a lot right now, and I don't know if he'll, his body will hold up. I mean, he's 33 years old, undersized. If he has to go in the playoffs, like, you're going to play it against a lot of big guys, Jokic, Sabonis. There's a lot of good centers in the West. so.
0: Yeah, I'll, I don't know. It's hard to be happy with the team when they have a losing record. Yeah, so. I think they're fine, though. Yeah, I don't think I agree though. They
3: do need a big, but it's I don't really know who they'd go after necessarily. It's, it's <laughs> it would have been so cool if they could have gotten Aiden. Yeah. Like he would have been such a better role than being on the Trailblazers. I agree yeah. though. Every single time I watch them, I feel like Draymond is selling on defense. Even though he's, I mean, he's just not playing the right position right now. <laughs> but yeah, I also think Chris Paul is a good. I think he's still helping the team. He's helping, but you're right. Time. Getting Pajemski yeah. was like a gem. I feel like I don't think anyone saw that coming. I think uh, what right.
2: they really need he's is played just so well. Clay and Wiggins to kind of come back yeah. In the form. Yeah, yeah, real. doesn't even, be like Clay ain't <laughs> doing <laughs>
3: anything. Clay doesn't yeah. even end the games anymore. That would be the biggest difference in this season, I think.
0: But, oh yeah, yeah. You need him back. Yeah, I uh, think they're fine though. They're gonna make the playoffs. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to. A little quick topic here. The Boston Red Sox get a Netflix documentary, the first MLB team to have something happen like this. Netflix has really been pushing the documentary in the, you know, documentaries in the sports world lately with full swing, break point, break point, the tennis, uh, there's a NASCAR one now,
1: it, and if, uh, the quarterback, mm-hmm. right, it, everything yeah this is clearly just the the content people are demanding and i I love the the all access feel um, just we're giving this to the Red sox i mean they're a they're a storied franchise but uh are they really where we want the attention uh to be set right now because the the MLB is in a spot where it could either blow up it, it's in a very sink or swim spot so if if this were to follow any team like am i uh Biased, yes, I think the San Diego Padres would be a good candidate, but more than anything, it it feels like it should have been a no-brainer that this follows the Dodgers. I mean, they just uh, introduced Otani to the roster, and this is a personality that they are really trying to push out to the public, so uh, it's kind of surprising to see that the Red Sox are— taking this role, but I'm excited to see what it looks like, see what uh, they are willing to show and willing to, to offer because yeah. I, I do love me some MLB. Yeah, the would have been sick.
0: I, kind I'm, of, I'm I think surprised. it should have just been a West Coast team.
3: Honestly. The Dodgers, I, I'm so surprised they didn't do the Dodgers. I like, feel like that's all of their... That's where all of their content is. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. Maybe the Red Sox are the team they want all. I mean... <laughs> It's definitely like one of three of like the historic teams yeah, yeah. you know what they should They're do like is Yankees they should kind of done all of them they like should quarterback
0: yeah like or they should players. like go through like three teams every season yeah because yeah. yeah. there's so yeah. many games you could yeah give us the, uh, like the what, athletics what they did with F1 yeah follow every team yeah. or like
1: one division
0: yeah that they should they should switch up the teams every year That'd, That'd be be great. Really they probably cool. will switch the teams
1: yeah. This is, after all, like the, the first time they're doing this. True. Hopefully, that, uh, hopefully they see the opportunity to uh, grow it and turn it into something that people are even more inclined to watch. Yeah.
0: All right. Moving into the college basketball realm. The National Labor Relations Board, a regional official there, makes Dartmouth basketball players employees of the school. This comes after NIL deals being made across the country. How are we feeling about this? Yeah, it's a
3: pretty interesting story. Um, So apparently in September, the entire team voted, or signed a petition, sorry, to join 560 of the Local Service Employees International Union, which represents a ton of Ivy League schools in New Hampshire. Um, And it's definitely interesting because, or in the event that they do unionize, which is what happened, right? Yep. They are now going to be in negotiations with their employer, which is the school, about, like, their salary and their practice time and um, all of these things that are meant to be, like, beneficial. I mean, it's like being a teacher, like, beneficial to their, like, schooling. It's
0: exactly what you saw at the California
3: faculty. And it's, I mean, it's weird because it's, like, I wonder why they would have done this. There must have been, like, you know, they must have been upset about something like maybe there wasn't a correct balance of like their academics
0: i'm sure that those it's a smaller
1: school so i'm assuming their nil money coming in was small great yeah Yeah. but it's a very um wealthy school at the same time and you know now that nil has kind of opened that door i think uh we're going to see a lot of changes just like this with athletes seeing how much uh, money they can get out of the universities and i'm honestly all for it because these kids are what uh bring all this money to the school i think it's it's absolutely fair that they should be able to negotiate like the well let's just call it as it is the employees that they are they do work for the school they put in all this time all this effort their bodies on the line so I, I like this. I think uh, it'll be interesting to see how it sets precedent for other schools, see if other uh, systems pick up um, the same way Dartmouth has.
3: Yeah, it's the first time that college athletes could be potential employees for their school, which is a weird way to think about it. weird. But it, is it weird. isn't going to change it a lot. I, don't, I mean, I don't think it's going to be this, like, wide-sweeping thing. I wonder yeah, how because
2: other schools are going to – take this
3: well i think it's like the other schools i don't think really have this issue because of like the nil thing yeah Things at least satis- the bigger school i think
0: it satisfies what they're looking for here my thing is is but yeah i think it had to do with it needs to be one or the other i know that's might be crazy but now you're gonna have say like all these schools now follow in line and they all start being employees mm-hmm. that's great But now you're gonna also have NIL on the side too. That's two forms of incomes. Now you know, there's gonna be some players making a lot of money, especially in the college football
1: world. Yeah, a lot of money, a lot of talent. Like looking at Dartmouth, like oh, I could be employed there. Yeah, and is that really the college experience? Are you still an NCAA athlete, or are you like a worker for Dartmouth? Could you get fired for all their
3: sports (laughs) too? Could get fired. Play like golf or baseball or something. I think it, it uh it is like a bigger story of the NCAA in the last like however many years Five has years, faced yeah. so many lawsuits, um antitrust lawsuits about the legality of like the rules. And I, I mean I think it just is transparently showing a lot yeah. about how messed up the the this organization was and kind of is yeah, um, but I think everything that's been happening, I've obviously been in support of, you know,
0: especially NIL. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see where the NCAA draws a line going forward because at some point, as of now, college basketball is the going to start. The smaller schools are going to suffer when guys are getting million dollar offers to come play for yeah. Ohio mm-hmm. State, Michigan, Alabama, Georgia, all those. You're going to see a lot of small schools get a lot less guys, have a lot less good seasons. Yeah. That's a good It's point. going to be top-heavy,
1: for sure. I think there needs to be uh, some focus, whether it's regulation, who knows, but uh, into preventing that because will it uh, turn into, like, you know, the country – sorry to go there where you know you see the like middle of the ground kind of just disappearing and will it just be the, the rich schools sticking around getting all the best talent because they can buy it and all the, the other schools kind of just yeah. fall off as a result that's no, a good point point. and a big thing that matters I, is alumni bases in this too
3: I agree with that, but I think it's like, that's nothing new to like what the sport has been. Cause those big schools have always had the like edge in recruiting, but now it's yeah. just like a bigger thing. And it's definitely like a wider range of like, a lot of D one schools can pay a lot, yeah, like hundreds of thousands of dollars to their athletes. But the, I mean, the Ivy leagues too, it's like they can't even go to school for free if you're an athlete. Exactly. So that's probably plays a part. I mean, they're getting minimum wage to like practice
0: and stuff. yeah. It'll definitely be interesting to see how the NCAA kind of fine-tunes all this over the next five years or so because there's going to be changes, not a doubt in my mind. Um, Getting into some recent college basketball stuff over the last week, we had K-State upsetting Kansas on Monday, number four Kansas, in a little rivalry game. North Carolina lost at home to Clemson, and Michigan taking down Wisco, and Creighton getting upset by Providence. Yeah. A lot of big upsets there to start the week. College basketball is getting really interesting, that's for sure. March Madness is around the corner. It's feeling like March Madness when you watch these games. I lost a lot of money on Creighton last night. It It's really interesting.
2: I watched the K-State versus Kansas game the other day, and I'm not sure if this guy is like – crazy good of just one game but Tyler Perry was absolutely destroying Kansas. Tyler
0: was really Perry fun to you know, watch. Pulling pulling it from deep too. Yeah, There was a guy in Providence last night. Mm-hmm. Um just pulled the logo 3 tied up
3: Yeah, that dude's insane. He pulled a couple of them. Yeah. He It's a uh, Devin Carter.
0: Yeah, college basketball is getting fun. Odds everywhere. To... Oh yeah. So currently in my bracketology I have Gonzaga and Texas, probably the two bigger teams, not making it right now. Interesting. Tell us about that. Gonzaga might not win the West Coast Conference because of St. Mary's. They just lost to St. Mary's at home. They're going to have to win the WCC tournament to even get in. I I mean, Gonzaga not getting in is it has been a long time since yeah. that's happened. That's for sure. Texas not getting in, possibly, in a heavy Big 12 conference. That'll be interesting. Texas is going to have to get some more upsets, probably. And then you also have Mississippi State sitting out right now, Memphis, Bradley, Syracuse. I don't know if they should get in. But you also got James Madison, who started the year undefeated. There's there's a lot of teams right now kind of on that bubble watch.
1: I don't know. Teams that we're used to seeing in March, so... Uh I think in any sense it'll be cool to see the teams that do make it, uh, see the guys that are willing to buckle down and start uh, playing the right basketball at the right time. So it'll be uh, interesting. We got our own Aztecs coming off uh, back-to-back wins uh, in conference. That's really big for their yeah. uh, for their road to, to March Madness. Um, yeah, what do we think about that, boys? Well, we also got Utah State, who just mm-hmm. got upset yeah, to Nevada. Nevada crushed them at their place. Yeah, our next game is going to be tough. So and that, that's a quick skid for Utah State. Like, <laughs> you know, building up all that momentum, and then last week we were talking about how they're going to make the, they're going to win the conference. But now
0: you got a four way tie. So that's just you to play Nevada this week.
1: Yeah,
3: on the road, and we're not going to be projected to win anytime playing on the roads. Always oh, a fun time. But the Mountain West is gonna surprise everyone when this bracket comes out. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna have. It's gonna be repairs. like at least gonna have four or five. Yeah. four
0: teams at least. New Mexico is really good. Yeah, there's gonna be a lot of interesting stuff going on in basketball. I say we get into our college basketball pick 'em with Mason Cox here with us. Let's get him on the board. Right. It's time for the college basketball pick 'em. It's everything in the AP Top 25 weekend slate. I went 9-8 and eight last week. I'm sitting at the bottom of the field. Owen went 11-6, and six, sitting in second place. In tubs, mm. 12 and Tubbs, 12-5. and Talk to me. Jeez. Yeah, we I, like it. That's just, I don't know. I don't know how you... I called Texas speeding uh, TCU. Yeah, that was a good one. I... I don't even know what I did wrong. I just, I just went for the fences, I guess. All right, Mason, you're gonna try and beat us this week. All right, we'll see how I do. All right, first game, UConn, Georgetown. Who you got? We'll go around, starting with Tubbs.
1: All uh, right, give me U- UConn. Sorry, um, yeah, not not much to it. Nope, I agree. I go UConn here. Yeah, UConn's, like, one of the worst
0: teams. Yep, UConn across the board. Next up, Wisco coming off a loss to Michigan versus
1: Rutgers.
3: This one's going to be close. Yeah, I'd I'd probably go with Wisconsin, though, still. They've been so disappointed.
1: I'm going to go Wisco as well. I think... Yeah, another one, not much to
3: it. Chucky. Wisconsin. Chucky, I don't know his last name, but the dude on Wisco is, like, one of my
0: favorite players to watch. And yeah. Klusman. I'm going Wisco as well. Next up, Bama.
1: They just lost to Auburn versus Louisiana State. Uh, give me LSU. I, yeah, uh, LSU. Yeah, I, I think that might surprise some people. Number 16, Alabama. Uh, especially coming off a, a loss, like, you want to— you want to bounce back, but something sure. tells me those uh, Southern opponents are just going to be more than they can reckon with. It's at LSU. Yup, I'll probably go
0: with Alabama.
3: I'm going with
2: Alabama.
1: I think they'll Bama. bounce back
0: after a loss. Give us Bama. All right, Creighton just got upset by Providence versus Xavier.
1: Give me Xavier. You know, I, I, I just like the X, to be honest. I'm also going to Xavier. I don't think Creighton's that great this year. I watched a couple games,
0: and they've all been close. I think it's going to be Creighton, even Creighton. though they suck. I'm going Creighton as well. You guys are crazy. Fair enough. Vanderbilt at North fifteen, number 15, South Carolina. They just upset Kentucky recently. Yeah, South Carolina. South Carolina. Yeah. South Carolina across the board. Boston
1: College taking on Duke. Duke's at home. I think it's going to be Duke. It's got to be Duke. Yeah. This is not a game that they can afford to lose. Give me Boston College. <laughs> no way. Give me really, Duke, bro. No. The Goldilocks.
3: <laughs> <laughs> dude, they're good. They're oh, good. I mean, you I want to be shocked. I mean, if but they don't win, Duke. it's going to be closer Dad than what
0: people think. Yeah, I know. Dude, that doesn't mean Pitt beat them in there. That's true. All right, 10, Illinois versus Michigan State. Michigan State's kind of nice this year, Tubbs.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I like the Trojans. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think uh, they can handle Illinois right now. The Trojans, the Spartans. Or the Spartans.
3: Woo. I think Woo. Illinois wins. I, yeah,
0: I agree, Illinois. They're good. Illinois, across c- the board. All right. TCU, Iowa State, Big 12 matchup.
1: Yeah, I, I hate to just keep going with the favored opponent, but I just think Iowa State's got this one. Worked for you last week. It, yeah, it did. I'll yeah, it I'll TCU. agree. Oh.
3: Uh, I would say Iowa State. I'm going to Iowa State. TCU. is am the Horned Frogs right now. This next one, Auburn against Florida. I'm going with Florida at home to beat
1: Auburn. Florida should be ranked. They probably will be soon. I'm going I'm going Auburn. Yeah, I'm going Gators at home. Give me that. I'm also going Florida.
0: Wow, riding the upset wave, huh? Yep. All right. North Carolina versus Miami. North Carolina just got upset against Clemson. Yeah, this is going to be
3: the game of the week, I think. Um, I'm a UNC fan, but I think they dropped this one. I think Miami wins.
1: I think UNC. It's got to be UNC. They, it's another one that Miami's they— Miami's good. They, they're very good. I just—I I don't know. The U can't can't stand it. I'm, I'm going UNC. I don't think they dropped two in a row. All right, Houston versus Cincinnati. Yeah, uh, I think it's
0: going to be Houston. Cincinnati I is agree. good, but— I think it's Houston. Houston. Houston across the board. Gonzaga now versus Kentucky, a
1: non-conference game in the middle of the conference schedule. Uh, it, it, it's weird to see Gonzaga without a ranking next. One. Oh, yeah. Uh, I I think it's Kentucky. Ain't no way. Yep, Kentucky. Rob Dillingham. Kentucky. Give me
0: the Zags. I love watching Give Kentucky. me the Zags. Putting all my money on them. UCF versus number 23, Texas Tech. I like Texas Tech. I'd go Texas Tech. I'll go UCF. I'm going Texas Tech. UCF. (laughs) They're nice. I don't know about that Stop playing. Baylor versus Kansas. Kansas just got a tough win at home versus Houston recently. They just lost, though. They did just lose to K-State, though, in a rivalry game. It's at Kansas. It's at Kansas. Yeah. Yeah. I I think they're ready for the W column. Uh, I'm going to go Kansas. Yeah. i would go Kansas. That's the only... That's the Top only big, yeah, show. yeah, of the week. It's insane. <laughs> uh, St. John's versus number seven Marquette. That's gonna be a crazy. Game. That might be a good game. I like Marquette still at home. Yeah, number seven. I think Marquette's I think Marquette coming for the Big East. Marquette at home, I think. Yeah. Marquette. i, have, I have like Marquette this year. I don't be shocked if Marquette. Marquette plays UConn next week. I want to be shocked if they uh, nah. upset there. I don't know. All right, Indiana versus number two Purdue. Give me the do. If Purdue. it's at Purdue, yeah. then Purdue. Do if it was at Indiana, I'd think it'd be close. Yeah. Tennessee versus Texas A and AM, sorry. Tennessee. Yeah. Give me uh, nah. I think Texas
3: AM wins. I think Tennessee. I'm riding right the Vols. Yeah. Texas a and M's good when they All play right. at home. They beat they beat uh
0: Kentucky there. Yeah. All right. UNLV. Versus number
1: twenty-five, New Mexico has been on a hot wave. Yeah, I think this is a sleeper, really good game. Um, yeah, it is. I don't know. I, I think UNLV really can uh, surprise a lot of people. Uh, the Mountain West rolls deep, and those in-conference games like uh, are not to be trifled with. Give me okay. UNLV. I'm going New Mexico. I think they'll still ride this hot
2: wave.
3: I think it's New Mexico.
0: New Mexico. Arizona,
1: Colorado. Colorado got blown out last time against Zona. Yeah, uh, they had a hot start, but give me Arizona. Colorado's not ready for it.
3: Yeah, Arizona.
1: Yeah, Colorado is supposed to be the same team. Yeah, they fell off hard.
3: I think it's Arizona.
1: Zona. K State, BYU. Ooh, that's another sleeper uh, great game, but give me BYU. Yeah, I was kind of leaning toward Kansas State, but BYU at home,
2: I think their home advantage is just crazy. So I'm going to go BYU.
3: I agree with you guys, but I think Kansas State wins. I'm on that with. Give me K-State. But playing at BYU is really hard. Yeah.
0: K-State's coming now. They ain't messing around. Yeah, I think so too. Boise State, number 22, Utah State, who's been
1: falling apart. Yeah, this is Utah State back at home, uh, and if they want to keep their their hopes alive, they got to win this game. So give me Utah State. I'm going Boise State. I haven't been really impressed with Utah State recently. Get
2: out,
0: out of here, Bronco fan. Boise <laughs> is really good. Mm-hmm. I think it's Utah. I'm going Utah State as well. Last one of the weekend slate,
1: 20 FAU versus Wichita State i like me some Wichita State, but uh, uh, I, I, I think FAU is, uh, you know, too much too much for them I to handle. What I, here. I guess FAU. I don't like either of these teams. F-A-U. I think FAU as well. All righty. I just
0: actually, before we end, that's our pick, college basketball pick em, but before we end the show, there was some recent trades that just got announced. It's two of them, it looks like. Yep. yep. Brooklyn is finalizing a trade sending Royce O'Neal to the Suns. For salaries and three second round picks.
2: I like that trade a lot for the Suns. They needed some more wings. I mean, they have Durant, but outside of that, they don't really have
3: a lot of wings. Some good role players. Yeah. Their role players are good, though, Phoenix. Grayson Allen went crazy the other night. Apparently, it was so that they could um, cut some salary. And then.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it looks like it.
3: And Charlotte
2: oh. and Charlotte, Dallas really exchange yeah. like picks. Grant Williams, Seth Curry. Seth
3: Curry. Oh, pick for P.J. Washington. Yeah, I read that wrong. Seth Curry? It,
0: <laughs>
3: what? That's such a bummy trade. Yeah, I what? <laughs> I guess, wait. What is Dallas thinking? Well, oh, they got, they got P.J. Washington. P.J. Washington is good. He's pretty good.
0: But for Grant Williams and Seth Curry?
2: Garrett Williams hasn't been that great this year. He was really good on the Celtics, but with Luka, he
3: hasn't I didn't even know he played for them. That's crazy, though. (laughs) P.J. Washington's good, though.
0: Is there any other big news that just dropped? Doesn't look like it.
2: I don't think so. I guess Thad Young is is going
3: to the trade. I saw Joe Harris got cut for Dennis Schroeder. Where was he at? Uh, (laughs) He's still in Brooklyn? No. He was on... um, it's like the Pistons, right?
1: Um, Man, you got a feel for yeah, Grant Pistons. Williams. For Was the Pistons Joe yeah. Harris, Joe Harris.
3: Joe Harris is waived by the Pistons? NBA three point champion.
1: Wow, getting waived by the
2: worst team in the league's got to be yeah. it's probably out of the league. <laughs> be
0: Alrighty, well, we'll end our the point podcast there. Thank you, Mason Cox, for joining us today. Thanks Thank you, guys. Me. Great show today. Give us a follow on Breakpoint Sports. Follow us on The Point Podcast for every podcast episode. Thank you again. Great show. Yeah,
1: we'll see you next time. See you next time.